Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode does not contain any spoilers outside of lore by Alexandria Bracken, with some references to Game of Thrones. Hello. Hello, how are you? Ugh, I'm great-ish. How are you? Oh, I'm good, I'm good. How was your trip to New York? I, I went last weekend, although it feels like weeks ago. Um, it was really fun. So I met up with my friend, Tiffany, who I met on bookstagram and we had planned, we got like influenced. I think I already told this in the last podcast, but I got influenced by, um, Haley from the common room shop, shout out to her. And I was like, oh my gosh, New York looks so glamorous. I like screenshotted her itinerary and like, we added a couple other things and I was like, it's going to be so fun and true. Like Ravenclaw fashion. I made a timed itinerary for like how we were going to combat the day. And my flight ended up getting delayed by like an hour. So I didn't land until like 11 PM. We didn't end up going to bed until like two in the morning on, we landed on like Friday night. So we didn't end up going to bed till like two in the morning on Saturday and woke up. I'm very committed. Woke up at like seven 30 to be at the queue at Harry Potter to scan the QR code. Cause like to get into the Harry Potter in New York, you have to scan the QR code and it starts scanning at seven. So we got there at like eight 30, like eight 45 ish. And there was like 150 people ahead of us, which I was like wild. And it was a Saturday. So I expected there to be a lot, but I was like, that's so crazy that like 150 people woke up and like scanned the QR code before us. We went to like a local cafe and then we ended up going to the strand bookstore, which is super fun. And it's, I mean, it's very indie, but it also has like a ton of new books. And we basically, I, I just got a shirt there and halfway through like shopping through there, it was like 10 45 or 11 o'clock and there's very, very poor service in there. I just got like a notification and you only have an hour between when they text you to like go back to Harry Potter. So I like panicked and we like ran back to Harry Potter and the store was, I mean, it was so cool. I knew what I wanted to get because I stalked their Instagram page, but got it right from wand. It was super cool. They, there's so much like attention to detail, but I thought it was a much bigger store than it is. Like if you look at the videos, it looks massive and it's not, it's very, very small. It reminds me, it's probably the size of like a Claire's but two stories or like an icing, like it's small, it's pretty tiny. And then the checkout area is probably like the actual shopping section is that. And then the checkout area is probably like the size of another Claire's. And then you kind of walk through and they have like the butterbeer bar, which I thought was an actual bar. And it's not, it's just like a piece of wood that you stand near. And it's so sweet. And I've had it at universal and I didn't think it was that bad. So maybe it's cause it's on tap or whatever. I don't, this is like TMI for everyone, but in case you ever want to plan a trip to like the Harry Potter, New York store, Nobody believes in air conditioning. We had to wear masks a lot and there was like social distancing, but it was, there were so many people that I wasn't expecting to be in there. Like I thought that with it being New York and like the COVID times that there would be less, there was a ton of people. And so we um, were just like drenched in sweat pretty much the entire weekend. I did a full outfit change on Saturday because I was so sweaty. We took some pictures and went to like the New York public library. We went to the Met, we did Central Park. So we saw a lot of Times Square, like yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was, it was a very glamorous trip. It was super fun. We walked some like 56,000 steps and my foot is like, I genuinely think I bruised the bottom of my foot. 
because it like hurts to walk. And it's been more than a week since we went there. <laughs> so I'm suffering. My body is still recovering from this trip. Uh, but it was, it was honestly, it was so fun. And it wasn't like we, we did it very low budget. And that always like makes me happy to get to go and just like experience something. And it'd be mostly free. <laughs> like when you get there, we just walked around outside basically. And that's awesome. Bookstore shopping. We found a four story Barnes and Noble, which was really cool too. Oh my gosh. So. That's cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to New York. We were supposed to go to New York last year, but the COVID happened and the panini ruined everything. So I, New York would be really cool to see. It was, That's good that you had fun on the trip. Yeah. It was much more crowded than I thought. And nobody, I don't know if it's an Arizona thing, but like we are air conditioning people. You know what I mean? Like we are air. We have on. to, because it's. But it was like, like the 95 and we would go places and they would just have like fans. And I'm like, oh no. Where's the AC? Like it's cooler outside. Not survive. I I, would die. I was unhappy. Full outfit change at like 1 p.m. I was so sweaty. That sounds terrible. (laughs) I was like, this was supposed to be a weekend of like bougie Instagram pictures and all of them. My hair is up. I'm sweating. My makeup is like (laughs) dripping off. I wore white at the beginning of the day. That literally sounds like when we went on our trip at Universal, it we were like, oh, we're gonna take so many cute pictures. It started pouring, and we're like, well. Never mind, we're not because we were just like soaked. We look like just drowned rats the whole first day. So, um, but my makeup stayed really nice, but my hair was just like it, it was hopeless. So, um, but yeah, that's always fun when you're like planning. You're like, I'm gonna look so cute and take so many cute pictures. Then you're like, just kidding. <laughs> and it was so humid. Like, and I don't, I'm like you, I don't do well in humidity. Like, I'm instantly in a bad mood. So it was very humid the first day. The second day was beautiful. We walked through Central Park and like the weather was phenomenal. We actually ended up walking like 10 blocks in the wrong direction while we were supposed to like be on the way to the airport. So that was a bit stressful. So then we were like on our way to the airport, just drenched in sweat from walking 50 blocks. Like (laughs) it was quite the day, but it was, it was really fun. How was your trip to Orlando? I don't feel like we talked about that. It was good. It was really good. We did. So, um, the whole like girls trip, we got there on Wednesday. Um, the first night was really chill. We didn't do anything. And then we went to universal the next day. Um, so it was, it was so fun to eat. I mean, it, it rained like a lot, but it was nice. Like it wasn't too humid. It wasn't too, it was like the temperature was like perfect. It was so nice. Wasn't too hot. Um, unfortunately we did not get to ride the VelociCoaster, which I was very sad about. It literally was shut down all day because of rain. And then as soon as we left the park, it opened up, but, um, it was great. Harry Potter world was super cool. Um, we had a lot of fun there. We spent a lot of money and saw some really cool stuff. Unfortunately, my sister and I did get a little bit motion sick though. Cause her and I don't do well when it comes to like the whole 4d situation. Um, it was fun. I mean, it was a lot other than like kind of feeling a little queasy the first day after some of those rides, but it was a good time. Unfortunately, Universal shut down at five because they are doing the horror nights and we didn't realize that. So we spent most of our time on Adventure Island and then we were like, oh no, we need to run over and like ride the mummy and like a couple other rides before they shut down. So that was kind of unfortunate, but it was fun. It was so much fun. Went to Voodoo Donuts, which is always you know if you're going to university you got to go to voodoo and then we went to disney this the next day so we went to disney on friday which was so much fun oh my gosh it was so much fun it was just i mean the castle there is super cool i did not realize that disney world like the disney the magic kingdom was smaller than actually like disneyland so they don't have like 
Indiana Jones, um, which I was really sad about, but it was still really cool. There's still, there's like a couple rides that they like don't have that they do have at Disneyland, they which don't, is unfortunate. Like Indiana Jones isn't in any of the four parks at Disney World. Mm-mm, yeah, no. which is like so annoying. Yeah, it's only at Disneyland, which I loved Indiana Jones. Like that's one of my favorite rides. So I was really bummed that that like wasn't in there, but it was so fun. I will say Disney is so much more, like, I would say welcoming to people with, whether it's disabilities, like, on any of the rides, like, they had, like, disabilities, no matter your size, no matter if you're pregnant or not, like, they have so much more to offer to people to do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, yeah, it's, it was so much nicer, and I was like, that's, that way everyone could like do stuff and it was so nice but um it was a lot of fun and Universal then we... is very much so like a theme like or a, yeah it's very much like an amusement park and Disney's mm-hmm. very much like a theme park that's how I see I it. will say I was really sad they didn't have Waterworld at Universal because Waterworld the one in Hollywood that's like my favorite thing at Hollywood and they didn't have that there they also don't have the studio tour so um that made me sad too but um personal preference I prefer Disneyland um and Universal Hollywood as opposed to the Florida Orlando side not that we didn't have a great time we had so much fun but of the two parks I would say go to California but that's just me um and then um we did uh so we did that went to like the downtown Disney area Disney Springs um, I spent so much money on a spirit jersey, but it's so freaking cute. I love it. It's like the Disneyland, like the fall one, and it has the little like Mickey pumpkins on it. It's so stinking cute. So I had to buy it, obviously. They've sold out of the Hocus Pocus ones. I was so sad because Hocus Pocus is like everything. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Bought a million pins because that's just who I am as a person. And then um, Saturday, we did an airboat tour and saw a bunch of gators, which was super cool. We saw um, a mama. We saw two mamas and all of her little babies. So that was really fun. That was really cool. And then we went to the beach and hung out. And then the next day we all flew home. So went back to Disney Springs, kind of wandered around there and then flew home. So it was a jam-packed weekend, but it was a lot of fun and, um, you know, spent a bunch of money because that's what you do <laughs> when you go to amusement parks. But it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And um, yeah, I had I had a good time. And then we actually got to see each other. Um, like the next day I got back. So you were in Nashville yes, when we I did. was in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's been a long time because we said this a while ago, but we like pre-recorded all those before we went on the trips and we were like, well, we're going on a trip the week this comes out, but it's already like, we haven't gone yet. So um, yeah, I went to Nashville. I visited some friends. Um, I don't know if everybody knows this, but I used to live in Qatar, which if anybody doesn't know where Qatar is, it is right across from Dubai. I always feel like people are like, where's Qatar? And I'm like, it's by Dubai. And they're like, oh, interesting, Dubai. I'm like, no, different. So I had some friends. I had like two of my friends that came out for a conference to Nashville from Qatar, but it's been, I left there in like April of 2020. So I haven't seen them since then. So it was like, it was so fun to see them. We got to like go to downtown Nashville. We went and got milkshakes. It was really cute. Then we like walked around a couple of like green spaces and went to some bookstores and stuff like that. And I walked around the mall and saw the Grand Ole Opry. And then I went and hung out with Kirsten and we got Nashville hot chicken, which was really great. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, and we went we book got, shopping yep. and bought quite possibly 400 books. So many books. We bought so many yeah. books. Like I, and I was really good at that point. I was like, oh, I haven't bought a lot of books. And then we just like, we went to books a million. We went to half price books. We just like, 
but they had some really good deals and I was traveling and I was shocked in myself, but I guess I did bring extra room just in case I brought home like seven books whilst mm-hmm. traveling, which felt impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely impressive. And you got a robe. I did. For $10. I, I got a Ravenclaw robe for $10. So. We were very excited. We had a lot of fun shopping. for We just had a good time. Had Hattie B's chicken and, yeah. um, hung out with Pippin and yeah, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. It was good seeing you. We were, unfortunately it was, it was for the one day or else we would have probably recorded an episode, but, um, someday we'll be in the same state. Probably I'll probably be in Arizona is probably the more, the more likely (laughs) option, but, um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. We've, we've had kind of a action packed month in September, um, I know for me, I haven't read as much as I thought I was going to read in September just because so much has been going on. Um, but, um, it's been, it's been a good month. It has been good. I haven't read as much either. I listened to a ton of audiobooks while doing all the traveling, but I thought I was going to be a good person and read books on the plane. And I didn't. Did you? I read one book. So I finished, yes. <laughs> I finished the bromance book club. So I finished the bromance book club this month, which I love it so much. If you have not read the Bromance Book Club, you need to read it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we can take this out, but maybe we could do the Bromance Book Club for um, February. Yeah, for Valentine's Day. Anyways, moving on. But yeah, if you haven't read it, you need to read it because I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. Um, but um, yeah, so I finished that series um, in Florida and then I started um, the Witcher series. So, um, I started the last wish and then I realized I needed to read the book that we're covering today. (laughs) Um, and I only had not that long to finish it. So, um, I stopped reading the last wish and started reading lore, which is what we're covering today. So, um, I, I really like this book. I know you and I have very differing opinions on this book, I think. And so this is going to be a fun episode, (laughs) but, um, but I loved this book. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought Laura was a really cool character. She was a really great MC. Um, I loved the twists and turns on kind of the Greek mythology and the gods and this whole Hunger Games situation with the gods. It was so intense. And so um, I really enjoyed it. What about you? <laughs> so I, I, I liked it enough. One of the girls in our book club said that this reminds her of a YA Crescent City. And it does in a way. Um, I think it's very similar in some of the plot points and like kind of the way it's set up. Um, I had a really hard time following who was who. And this is just the thing that I think is like my personal preference. I don't like when authors have different names to the same person. And I had a hard time at the very beginning kind of following who was who. She would say Castor, Apollo, the new God, the new like Achilles. And I was like, that's all the, the same imposter, person. Yeah. Yeah. But like at the very beginning, I was so confused. So that kind of bothered me. I think trying to like get into the story. Um, I couldn't have hated the ending more. Um, and I, th- I think I like, I really, really did like it. I, when I was reading it, I was like, wow, I really, really enjoyed this. But I think for me going into it, and I don't know if this is like my own fault also, but I thought it was like a Medusa kind of retelling and it wasn't. So I think I had this like thought in the back of my mind where I was like, okay, so they're going to come out that like, she's a Gorgon or something like that. And they mentioned it in the beginning a couple of times. And then as it come to find out, like, she's just from the house of Perseus. And I was like, I thought this was a Medusa thing, 
but it's like it's yeah. like a Medusa thing vaguely. So I think that was yeah. my issue with it. But again, that's my own fault for like not really reading the synopsis before going into it and just like having different expectations than what was going on. It was really well written. I thought it was a good book. There was some there were some things. <laughs> there were some things. I the beginning was great. I think it was really good. Yeah. I I like the start of the book. I think it drew you in. You know, you know that obviously there's some sort of tragic backstory has happened. She is trying to turn her life around. I like the the prospect of her fighting and being a fighter um, and that kind of setup. And I love Miles um, being that like best friend I that she needed. I love Miles. What a great oh, character. Such a great character. I My will favorite. say though, this whole book was so predictable. And I don't know if, again, I don't know if it's because it's YA, we read a lot of fantasy, but like I knew from the very beginning that like Van and Miles were going to be a thing. You knew very, from the very beginning that like, um, Laura and Castor were going to end up together. And so it's like a couple of those things. I was like, okay, that was obvious. So I, I think that's very, things. I, I think it is because we have, we've been away from the Y. I mean, granted we did read fable and namesake, but we, prior to that, we've been away from the YA genre for quite a while. Like we haven't really dipped into like, like this is a very YA. it's a, it's a very well-written YA book. Um, but, um, I, I really, yeah, I, I agree. I knew immediately. I was like, okay, yeah. it's a fan and Miles are going to be a thing and Caster and it's just definitely a friends to lovers. This is not like, which like, I, I love, mean, like, I love I, that. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was here for it. Like, I was like, this is cute. I'm, I'm more of an enemies to lovers kind of gal, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. I really did like the story because it was almost kind of like a frenemies because she doesn't know what to expect. So I guess we can kind of start into the story, but go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I really like the beginning, you know, I, I think we, it was set up really well to love Lore straight away when she's fighting that guy and he like kisses her involuntarily and she literally punches him in the face. And it's like, okay, so we know this is going to be like a feminist book, which we love and we love the rage in that. And so I, I did like the way that she set that up and it was in a very non-obvious way, but it's one of those ones where you were like, this is good. I liked that. And I like that you said yeah. that and I like that you pointed it out and I like that Miles went, well, maybe you didn't give him a chance, but like, yeah, by the way, that guy was an asshole. I totally agree. But also like, are you mm-hmm. gonna be alone forever? You know? And it's like, I, I loved their banter and I love the way that they set that up, but I really appreciated when you get that from the very beginning, she fights Caster. Well, and it's very steady throughout yeah. the entire book. Her like her, and you, you get this, like, you know, that it's very, this is, it's very reminiscent of like what we've talked about in the past when we covered like Ariadne, where, you know, the women are left to the wayside to these quote unquote heroes, even though they, and she does, she actually mentions Ariadne in this book. And, um, which I thought was kind of cool, but she's like, you know, it's, it's still, you know, she calls Athena out basically. And she's like, you never help the women. Like you never help the women heroes, even though we're just as capable as the men, you only favored the men. And she's I like, I really, really liked that. I loved how She just like called her out on everything. And yeah. I liked when she called her out for the Medusa story, because you and I had talked yep. about this before yeah. when we talked about Ariadne and um, I think we talked about it in half sick of shadows too, about all of that, but mm-hmm. we had talked about that before. And I loved Athena's response to it, you know, where she yeah. says like, I turned her into a monster, but I gave, I was giving her the choice to m- make men look her in the eye. And I was giving yeah. her the choice to have power with her gaze and all that. And I was like, that like gives you chills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I loved her response. And obviously Athena is like a terrible character in this. And she has been a terrible yeah. character in history. It's yeah, it's she's been, not great. Athena right. is, is not great. She does always choose men over, you know, women. Mm-hmm. But I really liked that response with the whole thing about Medusa because we had talked yeah. about that. And we had said, like, women always take the brunt of that. And, like, 
you know, this, this has been a thing in Greek mythology for a long time. So I really, I really appreciated that twist on it. And I felt like she didn't overdo the changes in the mythology. Like she didn't make it so much so that it was like, this yeah. is a new world. And there it was, was very a lot subtle. of struggle. Yeah. And there was a lot of struggle for like women to be in power in these roles and that it stayed kind of this very classic Greek mythology. And they're in the modern times purge style over here, just killing each other straight but- up purge. I was like, this is, this book is the purge, man. <laughs> What did you think? So for me, this just might be like me as a human, but when she lost the feather necklace, I was like, okay, so this is going to mean something, but also like that gives me hives. Where did it go? You know what I mean? I was just feel like when someone like loses something in a story or like breaks something, I'm always like, okay, but when's it going to come back? You know, and sometimes it doesn't, but did you think when it broke that it was going to like mean something? I didn't think when it, I, I knew the necklace in general. I had, okay. So I had a feeling, I, I did have a feeling that Gil knew more than than he had led on you know what I mean that he was some sort of I didn't expect him to be who he was but I thought he was going to be some sort of like creature like like very like Percy Jackson like some like guardian creature <laughs> that like hung out with it like that she didn't know about I I did like that but I didn't expect it to be what it was I also kind of expected Miles to be that I was just kind of surprised that he wasn't one of like like some sort of mythological creature as well but I did like that he wasn't I kind of like that he was that kind of foundation for the real world for lore not that what was going on wasn't real but it was kind of that like reality of like this there's there's other things going on outside of this agon asia i don't know agon i believe is what it's called that they okay i will say there's so much creepy pedophile situation moments in this entire book that it makes me like cringe so much and it's very again it's very like she kept with the like the uh traditional like ways or like mythology around it you know like girls after their first bleed would be offered as you know consorts or whatever to the heads of the houses or the gods and like all these terrible things and I'm like they're children you know they're like 13 or 12 or whatever they'd be married off and it was just like oh that's just like it was so gross so that was that was kind of gross that was pretty gross to me but again it's very again very like quote unquote traditional but it's still kind of like like gives me gives me the creeps to like even think about that like hearing these and she talks about it she's like we're all the all of us as women are at the mercy of the decisions of these men you know and the things that she does to survive basically and you hear all these stories that she tells and you're just like oh, i just it's sad it's so sad but um yeah so she's basically the start of this thing she's like i should have left town she didn't leave town and then Caster, her old training partner who she thought was dead, um, shows up and she's like panicked and kind of freaked out. I don't feel like they explained that well enough why she thought he was dead. I get it. Like as we get later on, cause he was like sickly, but there was never a point where I thought he was like killed. Him. Yeah. Like, exactly. I thought someone had killed him in the last like Agon or whatever. And that's what I had assumed. Not what Same. actually happened. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like they said that he was sickly and like, he basically has leukemia, has like always had leukemia his entire life and his body was failing. And she had just assumed that he died, which kind of makes sense. Cause she was like out of the world, but it's like, why did you assume that one? And then two, wh- what happened to him that you assumed that he died? Who did she, who did she hear that from? If she was like out of the world and all those things. And like, 
I don't know. It just From, didn't make because sense. she lived with. Well, I, I understand. Hero. I'm just saying, like, I just don't feel like it was explained well. Is what I'm saying. Oh no, I not until like later. It wasn't right. explained until later. And yeah, you're like, definitely. why did you think he you're... was dead? Could you explain that to me, like earlier yeah. on in the book? Mm-hmm. Why you thought he was dead? He just yeah, straight up disappeared. But like, nobody found his body. Nobody knew where he was. He must yeah. be dead. It's like, where? Where would he be dead? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. That was that was part of why I gave it the rating I gave it just because there were certain things where I was like, I would have liked this information a little earlier. I think it would have helped with the progress of the story. Um, there were certain that's, you know, we'll get to that later, but, um, they go back to the townhouse and they find Athena stabbed and bleeding out on their front porch. What did you think in this moment? Like, I was like, I, I didn't, what, how did you feel about this whole situation? I thought it was really weird. Um, one and two, when she like decides to bind her life to her or what have you, I was like, this is very early on in this book to have something that dramatic happen. And like, I will not lie as we go throughout the book, they make mention of like their bond or whatever. And then she does a couple of things where Caster's like, oh, well, like, be careful. Cause like, you're both going to die. Or like someone would mention something like that. And I genuinely forgot that they had like bound themselves to each other at the very beginning. Like there were, I just, I think it was like, this part was really, really dramatic. And I kind of liked that, you know, we established that like Athena's, you know, crazy sort of the original gods and like, she is all powerful. So it like seemed like a good idea at the time, you know, she's going to kill the supposedly wrath had killed her family. So she's going to kill them for them. And this was another time where I thought the backstory with Wrath came a little too late. So I wasn't like angry with Lore yet for like her family's like downfall and all that stuff. Um, but I just felt like there was a couple of times, like, especially at the very end where I was like, I totally forgot that you guys were like linked up <laughs> for being honest. Um, and it felt a little, there was a couple of parts in here that felt a little, I think, I don't know if cheesy is the right word to me, but it was just a little like melodramatic, you know, she's like, she needs a real doctor. So like, let me go find a real doctor in the form of Castor. He's a healer. He must be a healer. But like, I haven't seen him in seven years and I actually don't know what's going on with him. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh. What if there's something going on with him? Like, it just felt so dramatic. And I was like, that's, this is the choice we're making. I get it because that's, we obviously have to go find him, but it was just so weird. You know what I mean? And then they get back and it's like, granted, other things happen, but I just felt like all that happened. She has internal bleeding. Oh my gosh, she's dying. They get back and they're like, okay, well, she's fine now. She's fine. She's healed. No, well. And I was like, is yeah. that why you went for caster? Is that like, that's the choice we're making for like, why? Well, I mean, cir- there's a reason she healed. There's a reason she healed so quickly. Like, right, uh, right. Exactly. But you know what is. I mean? Like yeah. that part just felt a little bit like, oh, we have to go find a healer. <sighs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's kind of how that part felt to me. What about yeah. you? I, I love her I banter just... with Miles though, that I died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. with Same. athena and, and miles like, i was cracking up she's like i like this human or i like yeah. this mortal and he's like see she likes me like and it was just yeah i loved miles i thought miles was such a perfect like addition to this like crew um he's he was great but i'm sorry for the pronunciation of things oh, i will say though the guide in the back and the front was very helpful to be like okay who's alive who's dead who's in what house like that was thank you thank you Alex Bracken for putting that in there because and I like that I it was at the end so it wasn't kind of like a spoiler and you could like yeah. I saw it you know as I was reading it I kind of referenced back to it yeah but I like that it's not at the very beginning because then you then it's kind of a spoiler yeah exactly and so um but yeah so and here's Castor and all of his Apollo glory he is 
the new Apollo. And um, I love that, I love that, you know, she knows him so well. I like throughout this book that, yes, he is a god and yes, he has like ascended to that. But I really like that she knew him so well that she could read him and be like, he's still, yes, he's a god and I'm supposed to hate him. Like I've been, like it's been ingrained to actually hate him, but like I don't because he is still a caster. Like he's not, he's just an unsure kid who's just trying to figure shit out. This is where it got confusing for me. (laughs) This is where I was like, wait, what? Hold on. So whoever that guy is, whose name just literally escapes me at this moment in time, uh, with the wife, I was like, he's he's not worth remembering. Yeah. He's not worth remembering. But I was like, so he's not the head of the house. He's basically like the regent is how I saw it. Oh, he, yeah. He was the head of the house. Apollo is the their god. god that, right. No, Apollo isn't the head of the house. He's the god that protects them, that favors them. But Wrath is the head of the house Ares. He was the head of the house. Right, he's but he's also a god. Now. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Like, this is where well, that's why that's why it would, that's why they would have the heads of the house ascend into the godhood. Right. Because they would still... when in this situation that didn't happen so that's why I was confused so Mm -hmm. this is the part where I I got a little confused and I felt like I had to go back and reread it because I was like I don't understand I thought that that guy was the Apollo and then she was like he walked in as Apollo and I was like I'm I'm so gonna say it again like rewind do it one more time wait Um, (laughs) what huh no no that's kind of how I felt um and her use of like a screwdriver as like being her only form of defense really like gave me hives in that moment I think because I was like this isn't gonna go like well but like good for you I guess even though like nothing happened it was very dramatic and nothing happened yeah I was like except for like finding out she was I was I will say though my palms were sweating I'm like this bitch is gonna get caught like she's straight up someone's gonna catch her someone's gonna notice her I thought Van was gonna notice her right and and that's where I was kind of like this is where it gets a bit confusing because First of all, the, you're right. The buildup was so dramatic. I thought she was definitely going to get caught. Second of all, all she had was a screwdriver. It's like, what are you going to do? Poke somebody's eye out? Like, I don't know. You really fuck someone up with a screwdriver, but it just felt like something was going to happen that she was going to need that because she kept bringing it up. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, Wrath like takes over the speaker system. And I was like, this feels like Saw. It was very Phantom of the Opera. Moment. Yeah. Like I felt <laughs> like I was in Saw. It was like, interesting. Um, obviously this whole thing is like the purge. So it it had that vibe to it kind of the whole time as well. You know, the mask and the cloak and this. And then when she went, she goes into Caster's bedroom and she finds the dog and she's like, well, I'm not really sure whose room this is, but like, that's his dog. So it might be his, but it also might be that other guy's. I'm really confused. (laughs) This is weird. Mm -hmm. Super weird. Right. And I was like, that felt really weirdly unnecessary, but that's part was where it confused me because they lock him in. And then all Uh of a sudden it's like, door and I was like what the fuck just happened you know yeah like that that was wacky because I was like so this is obviously like someone from you know house Aries oh oh no it's it's not it is not the head of this household yeah and I was like oh my god so that that part was a little confusing I had to go back and read it because I was like is this the same is that the the same is that the same guy that's the same that's the same guy just like came in and tried to shoot him Mm -hmm. so that part made sense but got a little confusing for me and then Uh, Athena's sister, whose name also Artemis. Is Artemis. I liked the idea of Artemis. I wish we got more of her. Same. I really wish. I yeah. was hoping for more Artemis. I really the god. Okay, if we're uh, the gods are never good. Like in any story you ever hear, the gods are never 
good. Like no matter what God it is, they're never good. Like Artemis in any story, in any story that you read, like so for like Sherilyn Kenyon, Artemis plays a very big role in the Dark Hunter series. Like she literally creates the Dark Hunters that that actually hunt Apollo's children, even though they're it's her twin brother, but that's beside the point. But anyways, um, you know, that's that's the whole thing. But like the gods are never like good people <laughs> like you know what I mean but she like comes in like a freaking rabbit animal and tries to kill Castor who's like the as she calls him the imposter or the new god or whatever um because you know he's he's a- Apollo was one of the originals that had lived for over a thousand years and then he was gone they don't know how they don't know how because he was 12 this when- is a rough Agamemnon Argamon like Apollo, Hermes, Ariat, whatever. They were just knocking out gods left and right. They were like, mm-hmm. they survived a thousand years, but this last seven just really fucked him up. Just let yeah, Hermes, him go. Hermes really got, really got the shit. I was like, damn, yo. One, like, I get it because it was the book, but it was like, so there was four original gods left and this one. And literally at the end of this book, you were like, wow, they straight up not good. Yep. What a time to not be alive. <laughs> yeah. I really liked, I liked Van's character. I think we all need like a moody best friend who hates everyone. Um, Cause that's who I am. So I really liked his character and I thought it was funny that she like argues with Athena about miles leaving. And I also did like the buildup here that like they swap miles for him a couple times. And I was like, that was really fun. And that's cute. And I liked that a lot. And I like that. He's like, yeah. no, I'll go meet the messenger. And like, you know, everybody just him- does hate you. <laughs> a bigger part of the story like they actually make him a part of the group instead of him being instead of him being like just kind of on the outside and like complaining the whole time you know what I mean like but I really liked Miles I liked how she integrated him in there I like the build-up between him and him and Van I really enjoyed that um even if we can see it from a mile away I still really enjoyed that but um yeah so they come to this shaky alliance caster heals athena um and then they are like okay so we need to find um dionysus so the reveler who's the new he's like a new god so he calls himself the reveler basically when when people take on the form of the god they rename themselves so poseidon is tidebringer she's like tidebringer and then there's reveler who is Dionysus so like the new one and then heart maker or something for Aphrodite and then Wrath is Ares and then there's the other Hephaestus died early so Hephaestus is gone but um this then there the, was like the Dionysus that we all like imagine mm-hmm. it's like an old man with a beard yeah like, so, collects expensive art pretty much <laughs> so they go to find him and where so <laughs> This building is, I don't think I've ever heard of it in real life. Like, I, I don't know if it's that's just me and like ignorance in, in New York architecture, but I was like hoping, I don't know, that there was a better description of like what it looked like because I was very confused. So they like walk in and all, all the people are dead. They, I like, don't know if it's real. It might be real. It may not. I don't it know. It might not but be. But there's no picture of but it. But the way it was like some of them have up. like pictures. And that's why I was confused because I was like, I, I, I had a hard time picturing in my head with like the fountain situation in the middle and then like a basement yeah. down below and then coming back up and everyone like being dead, but not really being dead. But it's also a museum. So yeah. I had a little bit of a hard time kind of setting that up. Um, it like in my head, 
and they this part was a little bit I think awkward you know like her and Athena Laura and Athena like go downstairs they find him and it was like we see him through a crack in the door I accidentally coughed and he like punched a hole through the wall like that's kind of how I read it and I was like Miles' phone went off yeah well you know what I mean I did like that though it was like very like yeah but it was like I don't know I just thought it was such a weird scene I was like this is strange yeah and you know they like get up there and I thought he was gonna live I thought Mm -hmm. it was just a bit strange I I guess his relationship with Hermes kind of threw me off and the way that he was like I'll only talk to her and I was like well this isn't gonna go well like obviously he's gonna tell her something but I thought he was gonna kill her yeah and he like pulls her aside and he's like Gil was Hermes he lied to you he's been protecting you this whole time that little necklace you wore I felt so bad for her in this moment because she's like I was never free you know this whole time she was like I'm happy to be out like I'm trying to balance she talks to Castor about this like balancing having one foot in and one foot out he's like don't don't let them drag you back in because you're out. You got out. Um, this felt very John Wick to me. He's like, you got out, but you came back. Um, but like the whole, like she, she's realizing that again, the men of this, of her world are just directing her life. And, you know, in a way that she doesn't want, like, she doesn't want this. You know, I thought he was going to try and kill her for being honest. That was the vibe I got from him um but he like tells her that and then again all chaos ensues he gets like shot in the neck with an arrow and falls into a fountain which felt very dramatic and we love that um and then it was just so funny you like read it and it's like they shot him in the neck and he falls in and there's like a puddle of blood in the fountain and I turn around and everybody's bitch ass hiding behind a column and I was like where were all of you to tell her like arrows are coming you know what I mean like that was just such a funny that scene was like hysterical and I was like what like- <laughs> yeah a, a little like hello watch out nothing like yeah. that and you know so he's not all the way dead and then Athena ends up killing him for her and I guess this is like what we would like to call a red flag um yep foreshadowing I think that's what they call it mm-hmm. yep and I was like, I mean, she's just like saving him because she hates I was like, that the, like, seems false. aggressive. Castor definitely could have healed him. Like, yeah, at first like, I was like, that, that seems aggressive. Much. Yeah. I don't know. It was strange. She was very savage. So it, it makes that it made sense at the time when I was reading yeah. it, but now it makes even more sense at the end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's lots of plotting and twisting and, you know, they head back to the house and they're like, we need to make a plan. Um, so kind of a, like a side tangent, they mentioned the Argus many times throughout this whole thing. And sometimes, I don't know if this is just me, I don't always read the title of the chapter. And so there was a couple of times where it would say chapter It was like 36. seven years earlier. Or, and yeah. I didn't realize it was seven years earlier until I got about halfway through the chapter. And I was like, okay. Um, so I think I was a little bit confused about that, but they kind of vaguely mentioned this like Argus that wrath supposedly has they're looking for an there's an inscription on the back of it and they can only only someone from that house can like read it they know that wrath has tide bringer and so there's like a plan that's starting to come together where they're like let's find the old gods let's find or not the old gods but we don't want the old gods we want to find like all these new gods blah 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 and then there is like a flood is that kind of what happens next well they go and find they go and find the new aphrodite so they go to yeah so yeah. then Os- then that one Odysseus, was a little annoying Sister, i don't know i the names of the houses are very yeah they're very, they're named after the heroes basically right. so it's like odysseus's line um and um it's aphrodite the new aphrodite which is Eero. that i didn't feel like we got enough information about even mm-hmm. after i was done i was like i would have liked a little bit more 
Yeah. There's foreshadowing in this that says, like, I don't know if they'll accept me back or they're going to try to kill me as soon as I arrive. She's like, I did something terrible. I did something terrible that night, that night, that night. And you're like, what the hell happened? But even after they said it, it was one of those ones where I was like, was it really that bad? And like, do you really think that like they would have killed you on sight? Like, I think so. I think they would have because he's a, he's the leader of the house and he was a man. She's a woman. Yeah. But he was like a half-ass leader and kind of a creep. Yeah. But they, but like her dad just took over way. that guy's, that girl's dad just like took over like, Oh, well he gone. Yeah. I don't know. He's also felt the like, new Aphrodite. So I know I was just saying, I, I just felt like that transition was, I don't know. It just felt yeah. really dramatic for something that was like, like that girl just forgave her. She was like, yeah, it's chill. It's whatever. Like my yeah. dad took over and like moving on. Yeah. She didn't even like fight her or try to do anything. Like, I know they were in a really desperate situation, you know, like she just watched her dad die and they go in there and she gave them whatever, but like, she was basically, it seemed to me when I was reading it, that she was just like, I mean, yeah, like that was a shitty thing to do, but like, oh, well, it was four years ago or seven years ago or whatever. I think it was just very, oh, well, because it was just accepted. Like it just accepted that that just happens that, you know, she, she, she kind of berates more for not believing in their world as much as as she does she's like oh I'm I'm dedicated to the path and I'm a woman and so I can't lead and da 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 you went against our world and blah 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 blah. and I'm like fuck you Eero Iro Eero I don't know she was just a bitch like she just annoyed me the entire time like I did not like her um she just very irrelevant yeah very relevant yeah like, why did we even bring her in here you could have just mm-hmm. left that out and I would have been like I don't think I don't think that storyline added anything to the story other than the part where she literally kills the head of the house because he tries to mm-hmm. rape her that yeah. part was interesting but her relationship with Eero and like running away from them like that just felt unnecessary to me yeah she showed up in like one portion of the ending and then was just kind of like vaguely shitty the rest of the time mm-hmm. yeah she was terrible I did not like her but um so yeah, so the new Aphrodite is dead. So they're like, okay, well, now we go find Artemis. Let's try to find Artemis and see if we can bring her onto our side. And Athena's like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So they end up, they end up, you know, there's this errand that Van needs to go on. And Miles is like, I'll do it. Like, I'll just go. It's fine. So he goes and then you find out he gets kidnapped and they're like, okay, Wrath's people have him. Like we need to draw Wrath out. This is how we can draw him out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they get there and they find out it's not Wrath who has him. It's Artemis who has him. And she is out for blood. Like I said, like a rabbit animal, this, this god, goddess, like loses her mind again. Cause Apollo was her twin brother and he obviously is no longer with them <laughs> so um and Castor's a new Apollo and it's so crazy because this whole time Castor is just like I don't know what happened I don't know how I became God like do you know because I don't know like I'm like that's so weird like I was just like that was something that like the whole time I was like what how I kind of had a feeling what happened like when he explains it that's how it went down but like but like I was did he explain it did yeah, he, he did. really explain it? It was just like, I looked at him and he looked sad and I took his power and that was that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's still an immortal in a different way. He like, didn't yeah. really take all of it. Still kind of an Apollo's it's like- because 
it talks around about the like whole, fairy dust. He like figured out the poem situation. He basically figured out he was just done. He's the whole that sacrifice. Of right. What but it was he like really wanted. That why did that make Caster like why did that make him literally immortal this whole time? Because he's still a god, but yeah, but Athena wasn't mortal, was mortal during the ag the whatever the purge. Artemis was mortal during the purge. Because Apollo ascended. Apollo right. didn't die. I'm just saying, like, I just felt like that wasn't explained very well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were like, he just kind of gave me his and here we are. And I'm just, I live by a different set of rules now. Yeah. Because Apollo, it was just because Apollo ascended and didn't basically go to like right. 80s, basically. So, um, but. Um, I, I don't know. That part to me was just, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Like how all of that. And then they were like, well, we're all mortal during the purge, like during this like seven days, like we're all mortal, except for you. You're different. Yours is like different. So but he didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know. I read the book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it just, it was weird. And then it felt like the very end, you're just like, okay, well I'm done. And we're going to float off like little leaves, like the colors of the wind. I was like, where is Pocahontas? I don't know. It just, it, that part was really strange to me because I still felt like at the very end, there was not a great explanation of like what happened. Yeah. He was like, he just showed up and looked really sad and decided that he was, this was it. I was like, okay. That was, a, that was very <laughs> anticlimactic. You, you built that up for a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So they run into Artemis and she's trying to kill him. This whole battle ensues. Lots of rain, lots of flood like lots of water they're like something's going on with tidebringer there's lots of water all this stuff and then um basically they're trying to get artemis to chill out and like think and but she's just like she's just she's pissed off at athena because athena also like betrayed her and apollo's gone she has no one hermes is gone like all the other original gods are gone like she's just like alone basically and so she's like kind of lost her marbles and then she ends up her and apollo are fighting or her and castor are fighting and she ends up falling over the edge of this cliff and breaking her neck i was like that was dramatic like okay so but i like athena's reaction to this again that should have been another red flag her reaction to the whole situation she was just like hmm. like <laughs> i was just like well that sucks but i'm like Ooh, that's kind of she was also the same way about Apollo like she wasn't very mad about it like for at least not for very long so again there were there were many red flags but um I did not see them until after obviously you find out but that was very um, dramatic she's like and mm-hmm. then the branch snapped and I was like what wow that was a brutal mm-hmm. that was gruesome this there was yeah. a couple of scenes in here that were pretty gruesome and you're like oh. yep it felt, yeah, when she, it felt like Tarzan to me. It felt yeah. just like Tarzan where what's his face is like struggling in the vines and like hangs himself. And I was like, wow, that was really dark. That, that took a dark yeah. turn just in a Disney yeah. movie. When she freaking cuts off what's his name's thumbs. She's like, I'm not going to kill him because he's going to, he's going to ascend to Cleos for being legendary. I'm going to cut off his thumbs so he'll never be able to fight again and he'll be disgraced. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> like brutal and that's the way they were raised though that's I think part of it too is that the brutality of the way that they were raised and so she that happens and Caster's like freaking out and he's like are you okay she's like are you okay and then here comes an arrow straight through his heart and right through her shoulder and um he falls into the water and then she, 
she sees that it's Eero and she loses her mind basically like she straight up like tries to kill Eero basically she's like fuck you like (laughs) and loses her shit so how did you feel about this whole confrontation yeah I thought it was so strange I was like isn't this girl your friend didn't she just write you off and say like everything's Gucci like move on it was it was so the whole thing was just so confusing I was like I'm I don't understand what's happening and it was so chaotic and then you're like um is she the bad guy now like I don't know I was I was just vaguely confused about where the whole thing was gonna go and it didn't really go anywhere she just they just kind of brushed it off and she was like oh sorry my bad I just thought that like we're supposed to get rid of all the gods oops bye what what did you think I just was like I don't understand the point of this whole girl like why are you just here to piss I was just yeah I mean I thought her whole she's like we need a we need a god and I need to be a god and it's like if you my thing with Eero is that she was so hypocritical and like everything that she did you know, she kind of like brushed off everything. She's like, oh, you're fine. You're like, you're fine, Laura. Like, don't worry about it. We're cool. But like, I'm a woman and I can't lead and I can't, I can't do this. But that yet she was going to have one of her hunters kill Caster so that she could take his power and become the new Apollo. And I'm like, what's this about being a woman and not being able to lead or send or any of this? So like, what, where are you on all of this? You have no idea. She just like, she, her whole character felt like a lost child. The entire time like she just was she's like a just spinning her wheels has but no idea so what she's doing i was like it was just this just to prove that like caster is immortal like that we just needed like a dramatic moment for that and then kind think, of like yeah. vaguely move on and this is another one that i think the house thing kind of confused me because i was like i know aphrodite is your god but like can you pick any god's power to like now all of a sudden be in charge of your house but also yeah. not and then wrath had like the power of many gods but like wasn't he any didn't more know powerful? gods couldn't have gods right. couldn't get the power of other gods so but they couldn't have another aphrodite because aphrodite was gone wrath right. killed aphrodite so but, they like, had to be like, like that's what was here's a god like, that was what was, to protect I, them. right kind of confused me was like he killed them and i understand like the point of his was saying that like they wanted one at the very end but it's like yeah so if he kills them then their power just goes away but nobody had decided to ever do that prior. And now he's like nuts and nobody like caught on to this beforehand <laughs> before we yeah. like got into this whole situation. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to switch gods that are like in charge of my house. And I was like, can you do that? Can, is that like, those are the rules? Like any God could be in charge of your house. Yeah. I think it's just whomever. They, yeah, they, I just thought they that was hunted, strange. they hunted whatever God they, they usually didn't hunt the God that was like the head of their house though. I don't think, but like, I, I don't know. It was just, it was a little confusing, but, um, that part, I just, I think, I think her purpose was uh, one to prove that Caster was truly immortal. He could not be killed no matter what he wasn't, he wasn't mortal in that moment. And then also just kind of the chaos of the whole situation, like that no one, there was no alliances anywhere. Houses were were running to wrath because he was one of the more powerful gods like no one knew what was going they were just trying to survive and that's something too that athena says she's like i'm not proud of my actions she's like but i did what i had to do to survive and i think that's kind of one of the main themes in this book is that these houses did what they needed to do to survive to live these old ways that were so dated and archaic and hurtful to everyone involved in this 
and they just were so blinded by it. They couldn't even think straight, you know? And so instead of being like, okay, we're done. Like, we're just, we're going to back out of this and we're done. We don't want any more part of this. It was just power, 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 power. We need the power. We need a God. We need the power. We need, we don't have Aphrodite anymore. So we're going to kill Apollo and get his power. And it was just very like power driven. And that's, you know, the main I think one of the main themes is that, you know, just because you have power doesn't mean it's a good thing or it depends on how you wield it, what you do with it. And so, um, yeah, so basically she tries to kill Eero and then Caster just like, like, uh, like, he's alive. Like, and she's like, "Uh, okay, for the second time, I thought you were dead and now you're not. Um, and then Athena sends Eero and her house away and they leave. She goes after, is this where she goes after Bellin? Or she went after Bellin before, right? That's I feel like Kim. Kim oh no, this her. is where she goes after. Oh no, that was before because the, the place wasn't flooded yet. Yeah. He like comes and attacks her or something. Uh-huh. She chases after him. And then it was like, a, Miles it was after, kidnapped. It was after she found out that, that Gil was Hermes. Yeah, so there was, after that him. was before, yeah, everything that happened. That was before this, yeah. but yeah, when she like chops off his thumbs and stuff like that. That's kind but, of irrelevant. Yeah, um, but anyway, so that all happens. And then basically, Caster's like, we need to regroup. Like we need to like chill and like go back to the town home and regroup and figure this out and everything. And then she's like, I'm going with Athena. And it's like, okay. And so she just like her and Athena just like travel all off and Caster leaves and they're like hunting for wrath, basically. Um, and this is that conversation that we talk about with her with like Medusa and everything like that. I I loved this conversation. You know, you find out a lot more about um a lot more about lore and kind of what happened throughout this, you're getting kind of a dual timeline and of like seven years prior and what happened to her family and everything like that. Um when she was thinking about giving Athena the the shield, were you like, don't do it, don't do it? Or were you like, maybe this is a good idea? I was like, maybe don't do that. I was like, still in the like, who the fuck has the shield situation there? Because I feel like they vaguely hinted at like, so they had done a flashback that said, you know, her father insulted or whatever, she insulted wrath in front of her father because he said i'll buy your daughter what i'm a creep blah 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 and they had had the shield and then wrath was like not willing to admit that he didn't have it but also didn't say that he didn't not have it so i that's like everything that i just said was basically like, how i felt do i have it he's like do you know i felt like it was that joey rachel scene where it's like do you know i don't know do you know what i know i don't know what you know i, I can't tell you what i know if you don't know what i like that's how i felt so that was where I was at with that. So I was like, does she have the shield that she could give to her? I guess she does big based on like the foreshadowing that's going on. But I was like, I don't really think she's got it. She doesn't really have it. So that's, so yes, I was like, don't give it to her. But on second thought, I was like, do you have it? Do you have it? So that, yeah. and this is one of those times where I read back and it was seven years ago and I thought it was present time. And I was like, that's, this makes more sense. No, it's not <laughs> today. Uh, no. I was yeah. as to who owned the shield really that's where yeah I was who actually at. had it who was in possession of said shield yeah 
And so that was they had mentioned like Tidebringer had it at some point and then she mm-hmm. didn't have it. And then like, they, she's like, she must still be alive because they, they fled the city, the city floods or whatever. They're like, so Tidebringer must be alive. So he's kept her alive because he wants her to read off the shield. But like, then he doesn't have, then they were like, well, he, he can have the shield. And she's like, everybody's like, why can't he have the shield? I thought he had the shield. Does, does he not have the, did we not, can we like have a pep rally? I don't know. It was, that part was confusing to me because they kept hinting that like he still had it. And then it was like, but he doesn't, he just hasn't admitted that he didn't have it. Obviously it's hiding in a trash bag somewhere. He didn't admit it because that would mean that right. like, he would admit to failure basically is what, is what the whole thing is. And so that's like something too, where she's like talking about, I bested him. And I'm like, did she like fight him? and like best him or did she like I don't I didn't understand what that was until obviously you find out what it is but um so she's you know talking to Athena about all these things about you know why didn't you protect these women and you know these women that prayed to you and all these things and you just kind of like sneered at them with everything that happened with the Medusa and then you come to find out that um the leader of the again Odysseus's line he kind of picked her out and um basically tried to rape her and then she slit his throat and killed him and that was why she left and why she was worried that Eero was going to kill her um but yeah she like tells her that and um tells Athena that and Athena's like well he's trash and she's like yeah I know that's why I killed him um and so you know you find out that she was traveling a lot and she found Gil who had been mugged in this like city and they traveled back to New York and she was his caretaker and then she's like but that was all a lie because he was actually Hermes and she's like I just don't know what to believe anymore and um you know, this, this girl is just in this, like, I feel like she's poor girl is like in the, like a washing machine. It's just like, nah, 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 nah. like, she's just like, everything's just a mess. And she's just like exhausted and getting the crap beat out of her. And so she, uh, you know, is her and Athena follow this hunter. And she almost gives Athena the, the shield, which I was so happy she didn't, because I was like, she's still sus, like something, like, don't trust her like she's no and so um they go into this little secret entrance with the river house and then they find tidebringer which i did not expect it to be i didn't expect her to be alive i also didn't expect that yeah i yeah this is another one that should have been a red flag but her conversation with her was really weird and i was like you guys are like after all this time and everything that's happened, you would think that she would be like, hi, last remaining member of my family also. And she was like, you're a bitch. I like still hate you. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? And I, this should have been a red flag when Athena just fucking kills her, just whacks her off. I mean, it was because literally the next moment she's like, Hermes told me everything. And I'm like, first of all, why did Hermes tell Athena everything? You never really get why Hermes did that was that that's one thing that I was a little frustrated with is you never really get what Hermes told Athena and why and yeah it felt very much like a blackmail type of situation like Athena had something on Hermes Mm -hmm. or like whatever because of all the original gods that were close it would have been Artemis and her and Apollo and not Hermes and Hermes and um the reveler were like kind of a thing they talked about that so it's like I agree it didn't really make sense if anything would have I would have guessed like Hermes and Apollo were like um you know compadres or whatever more than like her and I was like that 
I don't understand. Like, I feel how like she like fruition. quartered him and yeah. like threatened to kill him because only gods can kill other gods. Um, thanks, Wonder Woman. Um, but like, I it was yeah. So I don't know if it was like a threatening thing, but he he ends up telling her everything, telling her about more about her past, about what she can do, about everything, and like, what the fuck is going on here? And then you find out again that Athena is. T- just uh, horrible again and she's like yeah um I'm just trying to get the shield and like kill everyone and like murder the world like I don't care I don't I hate people I hate life I just want to murder the world and you're just like okay this is awkward and so she yeah what a typical god that was like mortals mm -hmm. are so ungrateful and I was like that's fair you're not wrong yep 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 and so, you know, she's, like, basically, like, baiting the crap out of Lore. And then Lore's, like, bright idea. We're, with the scene. we're bonded. Going. I'm going to kill myself. And so she, like, stabs herself. So this was one of those ones where I was, like, oh, yeah, they're bonded. But prior to that, I had forgotten. So I feel like, obviously, it's fake. We find out she stabs herself that it wasn't true. Athena's, like, I would never bond myself to a mortal like you. And I was, like she immortal she's kind of like a little bit above immortal but okay um she's she's the MC of this whole book she can't just be immortal <laughs> she's gotta be like cooler than that but i i don't know it just felt like one of those ones where it's like they made first of all that was my other issue it was like they made lore so powerful they call her like the little gorgon and i know it's because she's in like poseidon's household or like perseus's household or whatever but it was like i thought that she was gonna be a gorgon like i legitimately was like maybe yeah. she is a mythical creature that didn't come up uh but then yeah she gets called mortal a couple times and i'm like she didn't feel mortal to me. So that was weird. Yeah. And in this situation, she stabs herself in the lower rib cage and has like a gash in her leg. She's like dying. And of course, like magically Caster shows up and is like, I tracked your GPS, which made sense, but she was yeah. so injured and they're like healed. And I'm like, I get it. It's like vampire diaries. Like we get it. <laughs> but it, it, it felt like there was not a lot left in this book. So the yeah. amount of like peril you go through in these like three pages where she's like fighting Athena, she rips her, like she cuts her leg open. She's like dying. She's brutally injured. Something snaps, I'm sure. And then she's like, I can't let you do that. I'm going to kill myself. Felt very dramatic for Caster to just heal her like very quickly. Did you kind of feel that mm-hmm. way too? No, I mean, I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fine because, you know, you kind of, she sees Hermes, she sees Gil. And he is like, you need to keep fighting. You need to keep going. Um, And then she sees her family, like the shadows with the whole, like, stay with me, stay with me. I was like, oh, that's so sad. And so like, she's like trying to basically like survive and get out (laughs) and get out of the sewer basically is where she's at. And so she's like trudging along and then she just kind of passes out and then she wakes up and casters there and he saves her and everything like that but um then you kind of get that backstory of why you of the whole what she had done she finds out that athena was actually the one who killed her family and not wrath um because um uh, so basically laura's parents come home early like a day or two early from the hunt and they're like we're leaving we're done like you're not going to get married to wrath you're not going to do any of that. Like we're, we're done. We're leaving. Wrath has ascended. 
like this is just not safe for any of us anymore we're leaving and laura gets pissed off because she's like no like like that's not what heroes do and the thing is is like she's like what 10 at this point and so you know it's like she has had this instilled in her mind from when she could form a thought you know that to die a hero is the way to do it and never back down and have courage and they're the house of person and all these things and all of a sudden her parents are like yeah we're leaving and you know they've come to this realization they just need to get out like, it's not safe anymore it's not safe for the girls it's not safe for the family it's not worth it and um Laura gets mad and she sneaks out and goes and steals the shield um and she's like run along and is like oh shit they're gonna know who stole this they're gonna retaliate they're gonna kill my family like it's gonna be really bad and you know it's a mess and so she does something with it well athena hears that a child was in a mortal child was in possession of the of her shield because it was originally her shield that zeus had given to her um and it was actually zeus's shield that he had given passed down to athena and then Perseus has it, et cetera, et cetera. But like, um, she hides the shield and comes back, and you find out that Athena was pissed off that a mortal child had the shield and could bear it, and she was pissy about it and jealous about it, and so she murdered her entire family. And I was like, wow, talk about petty. Like, <laughs> that's pretty shitty. Like why would you do that? And you would never the thing is is like, why would you kill the entire family? They're never gonna like hand it over to you if you're just gonna like murder everyone like well, you know what i because have any idea well it's that and then it's also like like she was a, they didn't know i mean at the time when athena, she arrived but the thing is just athena, snuck out well yeah and that's the thing like they didn't know and she she didn't care and she was just pissed off athena was just mad and it's like okay what in what world where torturing a girl's family is going to make her willingly give you the shield because she can't wield the shield if Laura doesn't willingly give it to her, you know what I mean? So it was, I felt like it was a very like, if I can't have it, no one can like situation. And I was like, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. That's kind of how it ends. Right. Like, well, not really, but like, that's basically what she has the conversation about. She's like, is that, is that really how you're going to end the world by saying like, if you can't have it, nobody can. And yeah, I well, also like Laura has nothing to lose at that point. Like you've killed her entire family. What's she going to do? she's not giving it to you. She's, she's nothing left to live for that. Like you're going to convince her otherwise, but I, I don't know. I just thought this was, this was one of those ones I read about halfway through this chapter before I realized that it was seven years prior and I was confused. Um, they sort of vaguely talk about the power of the shield, which I appreciated that we finally got an idea of what it does. But again, this was one of those things that was very hyped up the whole time. They talk about it for about 45 seconds in like two pages. And then it's, briefly brought up at the end but she doesn't actually even really use it that much at the end it's just like when they walk through the tunnel she uses it like and when she fights them she kind of uses it you know so it's like it felt very like hyped up and then you're like i'm sorry you what were you hoping to gain out of all of this like was she, again was she just going to give it to you so i i liked it it was very dramatic that was a plot twist i didn't see coming now that we're talking about it, obviously there was a ton of red flags, but, um, it wasn't something that I totally saw coming. So I did appreciate that. And then they're like, we need to go into the sewers and like find wrath. We found out that he game of Thrones style is going to hellfire the shit out of this bitch and blow up Grand Central <laughs> station. Yeah. So they take her back to the house and 
this surprise Eros back. How did you feel about that? I don't really understand why she came back. I was like, cool. Another person. Super. She just felt like, again, she felt so irrelevant to me. And she just popped up when they were like, we need one more person. Anybody want to volunteer? And it was like, she was there, you know, like it, it didn't feel like we needed her. She obviously helps. They get weapons. All of a sudden, all these people that we never even like have mentioned at any other point in time are hiding out in a garage safe house somewhere, like chilling like a villain waiting for, you know, whatever. And they break into the armory and steal the, the weapons. They give it to like all these supposed people who have done shit nothing this entire time, but like quiver. So that's fine. And then, you know, she's like, I'm here to save the day. And I'm like, you're just here to like give us a time that they're going to like blow us up. Like, let's not not act like you're doing anybody the any time favors. is wrong anyways yeah so so i yeah. just hated so they, her pretty much the rest of the book you're focused on lore and caster or mostly lore you know and so they go down there um caster's like fighting everyone off and she like barrels through with her shield i loved how she had this like telepathic communication with the shield and with uh medusa i thought that was kind of cool um so they you know she barrels through, she finds Wrath and Athena are working together. And she's like, okay, I need to play them off of each other. It's basically, she's trying to get them to fight each other and kill each other. So she can only, so she only has to fight one. So she has these, I did like how Miles was like, we're doing like the noise canceling headphones. So you don't have to listen to Wrath. So he doesn't make your bones jelly. And I was like, Miles is so smart. I love Miles. And so he, she has these headphones in and he's like trying to control her to like get her to bring the like shield to him. And then she's like, psych. And then like stabs him. She chopped off his arm. Oh, she chopped off his arm. She doesn't, she doesn't stab him. I'm sorry. Dramatic much. Very dramatic. She's like, and I was like, like, oh, okay. I mean, he would die because there's like, he would be dead he's he's mortal like he would be dead and so she's like blood loss with the loss of a limb i'm gonna say it swift yeah and so he's like ah you know and so she is like you know steps back and then clumsy ass knocks her earbud out and can't find it in the water and so she um she's like well this sucks and then he's like bring me he's doing his little mind thing and he's like bring me the shield and all this time she's like well crap now i have she's like fighting it fighting it and then she's still trying to turn athena against wrath and this whole thing and athena's just being so annoying like she's like she's trying to split us apart and i'm like okay i get athena's smart because i mean she's literally the goddess of wisdom so like she's gonna know what war's doing but um I did like how she talked her around to it was like, and then she's like, figured it out. She's like, oh, this is nothing to do with like the shield or wanting humanity to end. This is everything to do with you betrayed your father and now your father hates you. And now you're like, see, this is why I had a problem with the first fight scene with Athena. She is so mortally wounded in that one. And then in the second one, she literally breaks her back and is like, don't mind me with my broken back. You gotta give up the shit. I was like, shut. You're kidding, right? Like, I just felt like it was so dramatic. This girl's laying on the break, ground. You say broken. Athena breaks her back? No. Lore. She, Lore breaks her back. Lore's sitting on the ground, two broken vertebrae, like, gotta give up the shield. You gotta do it. You gotta give it up. Yeah. I was like, uh, you would be in so much pain 
mm-hmm. with a broken back. She like broke something else. She's like bleeding all over the place. You're not having like a debate with the no. intellects of this goddess. You know what I mean? Like it just felt yeah. really, both of those fight scenes felt really dramatic to me. I was like, you would be dead. You would be dead. You're dead. Yeah. And she like lops off Wrath's noggin. And then he's like, whoopsies, accidentally lit this shit on fire. Am I b- 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 bad? I was like, are you, is this a joke? This literally, yeah. I felt like I was watching Game of Thrones. And I was then like, Laura is like burning. And then Athena comes up and she's like, you're going to have to kill me because the only way for you to live and to save the city is for me to die and you to get my powers. So that's literally what she does. She does. She like this city. sacrifices herself and to save the city, basically. And then Athena sent. Felt like it was and- an arrow for a minute there. Like I was in the green arrow, like TV show. Uh-huh. I was like, this is this is so CW DC Comics yep. dramatic right here. It was very Save dramatic. the city. I was like, oh Christ. Yeah. So she's like, then that's why she, that's why she is, you know, um, not in her father's good graces because she didn't do her job and she actually murdered a bunch of people. So it didn't protect her cities. Did the opposite of what she was supposed to do and so but anyways so she ascends and Laura gets her power and then she's like I gotta stop this train and so she like runs after the train and is like on fire and then um she's like I gotta stop it and then she starts like punching into the ground to like go into the underworld basically so that because only dirt can put out so basically she's trying to create a hole so that everything just goes into the ground and then just like explodes down there um and then caster's like what are you doing <laughs> she's like trying to put out the fire he's like the fire's put out and then kind of like that scene was a little weird it was very weird to me and then he like it felt like dragon ball z that's yeah you know what i mean it was you're just like that, 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 or like she's Yu-Gi-Oh like too much power yeah, I was like, then, what like, is happening yeah, here it was a lot it was very dramatic and then he airbender uh, up in like, this mug like kisses her basically and brings her back down to earth and then everything goes black and you're like oh okay and then she's like and i woke up and thought i was dead but i wasn't i'm alive still and so um she like is hanging out with everyone basically and um you know van depressing huh this part was so depressing why she's like she's like i just texted him the like account numbers and the security code and oh yeah she's like she's like i told him i was gonna wake him up to say goodbye but i just i can't so i'm just gonna like take a selfie and like send him a voice memo that's like this is where you can find the security lockbox key i was like well that's depressing oh that's sad and so her and caster are like okay we're gonna like hang out in the great beyond for the next seven years until we figure out how to take mortal take form again because they couldn't figure it out and um they're like sitting there and they can feel themselves being taken away and then she's like i don't want this like neither of us want this we don't want this like take it away we don't want it we basically like we don't want the power we don't we just want this to end like we're done and then some lightning and then um their power's gone and they're back to normal and they're just like normal kids again and living their I life swear to you grandmother willow was waiting in the fucking corner what? swimming around them with some leaves like there was a raccoon hanging out like <laughs> it just felt like pocahontas and that in the colors of the wind video yeah where they were like and then grandma the willow was like i bless you and i was like oh this is no 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 that's how i go i don't know the lyrics to the color of the wind it's been too long 
but one name. But that's what I genuinely felt like because that they describe Castor as like this tall, handsome, like blondish looking dude kind of thing. And she's like long, dark hair and like olive skin. Just saying. I mean, I didn't get that, but like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I just got the like lightning and the like, that's what I saw. But she. I, I saw that too. I just, it felt when they were like, we don't want the power anymore. And they were like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. done it just felt it felt like I was like where's grandmother willow she must be waiting over there she must be hanging out <laughs> but yeah so basically they just sacrificed their power and they're like we don't want this we just want to be normal we want to get out we want to be done with this and the hunt and everything is done basically they like it's kind of a curse on everyone in the situation the hunters the houses the gods everyone and it was basically like we lift the curse and that's it and they're just normal kids and then they go about their lives that's the end of the book so yeah what did you hate about the ending what a terrible ending what a terrible ending (laughs) what what an awful ending um that part was I just felt like the lead-up was like really depressing and I kind of understand like she wanted to end it and that be the end and like this is a standalone and whatever um I just didn't like the giving up the power thing and it just felt like I was it was very like Pocahontas to me and I was like this is so weird you're just gonna be like I don't want this anymore but she didn't say it out loud she's like I'm just thinking in my head that like I don't want to be a god oh oh I'm not a god anymore oh my gosh that's so fun isn't this fun fade to black like it just was so cheesy to me I was like that that's it that's like where we're going with this yeah okay. I liked it <laughs> I like I thought it was very I thought it was very fitting for a very fitting ending for kind of the whole theme of the book is the, the power the corruption of the power and the corruption of the gods and what they did to survive and to keep that power and how they ruined many, many lives and people were murdered and children, the big spaghetti monster in the sky just took it away for them. Like, is that what we're saying at the end of this? Yeah. Yeah. Zeus was like, okay, all right, it's done because it was, it was done, you know, like they can't be killed even during the seven years. Right. They, they won basically. He's like, all right, we're done. Okay, cool. You guys figured it out. They gave up the power because that, that power corrupts and that power corrupted their, you know, ruined their lives, basically. Yeah, I didn't so. want them to, like, end up as gods and just be, like, floating in the mm-hmm. abyss all Avenger style. But I just, it just felt really cheesy to me that she was like, I'm just thinking about how I don't want it. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's not here. And I was like, yeah, choices were made. I would have liked to see Zeus. I would have liked it to be like, Zeus was like, like, cracked down to earth and would like, very, like, Percy Jackson style and, like, or, like wrath of the god style and uh like uh had a conversation with them it was like you win you're the next contestant on the price is right (laughs) you know i don't know i just want like just a little something more than that it just felt very like fade to black to me and i was like yeah that would have been really i agree i that's what i kind of wanted i just wanted like a conversation with zeus or just not be like so but there was a thunderbolt Mm -hmm. and i thought that i didn't want to and it's like you couldn't have that couldn't have been like a a Mufasa moment yeah just came out of the sky and was like Simba (laughs) you're not a god anymore (laughs) yeah no yeah I yeah but I thought again I thought it was a fitting ending as far as sacrificing the power and what that meant as far as like the theme I like that but yeah so what was your what was your overall star rating for this book I give it a 375 it was decent I think the writing was good it was very very long it was a couple pieces in the middle I could have done without I could have just done without Eos's entire character 
Um, and there was a couple of times at the very beginning, I had to reread or read slower because I was so confused by her referencing Caster as six different people and the head of the house, whatever that guy's name is, as a couple different people. And like Lore as a, everybody just had many names and it got really confusing um, when you're, you're not deep enough in it to like, it's just the same thing as when people have the same letter, the same name for me, at least it's like, I'm not committed enough to know that you, you're two different people. Um, so that was confusing for me and the houses, um, I just had a hard time with like the structure of it all. And yeah, the ending was just very blech. What about you? What'd you give it? I gave it a 4.5. I loved it. <laughs> I did. I really Move. loved it. I know. I really loved it. I thought it was a great story. I thought it was a really cool twist on the gods and the mythology around it. And again, talking about how sometimes the women in these stories are the ones that catch the brunt of the shit. Basically they get the shit end. And, um, I liked how she kept really close to the lore and like the traditions of this, like of these, like the kind of the culture and the sacrifices and everything like that. Um, I really liked that. Um, I thought Laura was a really good MC. I loved her arc throughout the story and kind of her figuring out like, yeah, Athena did like, it was very um, like uh, an abuser situation. She's just like, you know, separating her from everyone else, from her friends, from everyone she cares about. And then convincing her that she needs to be dependent upon her. And so um, I thought it was, I thought her arc was really good and um, figuring it out and coming into her power. Um, I really liked Laura. I thought she was badass, but um, I also like casters. I liked all, most of the characters. Iroh, I could have lived without. She was again, kind of irrelevant. Um, I think for me, some of the things that I struggled with was the whole Hermes and Athena thing. What happened? Like, all you get is that Hermes told me everything and that's it. Like you don't get anything else, any other context around that. Um, I think some of it was a little confusing. I think there were a lot of houses. There was a lot of names and a lot of just a lot. So um, once you get into the story, I think it's pretty easy to keep track of everyone. But um, in the beginning, you're like, who, who is who, who are these people? What's going on? So, um, but, um, I really did like this, like hunger games purge style of mythology. I thought it was a really cool twist on it. Um, I did like the ending, um, and how it played into kind of the theme, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, 4.5 for me. Big rating. It's a really big rating. We, that's totally fine. I, I support you. I thought it was good. I just, for me, I think it took me a really long time to read it. And again, I don't know if this is because the expectations I had going into it, thinking she was going to be a Gorgon. There was going to be a lot more myth and magic to this, but there wasn't, there really honestly wasn't a ton of magic in, for me in Greek mythology. I, I like that aspect of it. I like the magical part of it and them being all powerful. And now that I'm thinking about it and saying this out loud, there's actually not a lot of magic in any Greek mythology. So I don't know what the frack I'm talking about. But I just expected more creatures, I think. And that was, again, my bad for thinking it was going to be a lot like Percy Jackson. Um, I think she did a great job. I Like I said, I think it's a, it was a really, really well-written book. We did this for our book club. Um, I always like getting a chance to kind of talk about this kind of stuff and, you know, realizing, especially when we do these episodes, um, you know, like how different we saw it, which is cool. But it was really, I thought it was interesting. I, I understand the hype behind it. And I definitely understand why people really liked it, but I'm more interested to see what else she comes out with. Yeah, definitely. She's written, I did not realize what she had written. 
Like she's written a couple, a lot, right? A lot. Four like she wrote uh, the Darkest Mind series mm-hmm. and the Passenger series, which I did not realize. And she's in Arizona. She's uh, born and raised in Arizona. <laughs> we love that. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, she's a local. We love that. Um, I haven't read the Darkest Minds, but I've heard really good things about that. Same. Same, same, but same. But again, it's a YA series. It's one of those ones that came out years ago that mm-hmm. I think you and I just kind of missed that timing yeah. of it. And the passenger is the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be I interested think we to were... read them, but I would like her to do some new adult stuff. I think they came out and we were a little too old for them when they came out. And we kind of just missed, like, just like didn't cross paths basically. But it yeah, I... night. <laughs> yeah. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. But um, I'm glad we read it. I love any kind of mythological anything. I'm here for it 1000%. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, do we have any announcements? Um, we have not decided. So today is the day we will put out the choices for October for the book club read. And we'll be doing that meeting um, probably the week before Halloween because I think a lot of people will do stuff on the Saturday before. So that'll probably be, I think that's the 20. 20- fourth 24th yeah we'll probably do it 24th so if you guys want to mark your calendar we're not again we're not sure what the book is those come out today so head over to the link in our bio on instagram and join the discord group you guys can vote there again we're trying to do like a couple different genres so we'll pick that one um what else we are doing one last stop next week we have kingdom of the wicked and kingdom of the curse coming out the rest of the month so if you guys want to kind of buddy read along with us with that We'll be reading those in the next few weeks too, as those come out. I'm so excited for that release. Same, same, um, same, same. Yeah, I bought a lot of bookish things, so we can chat about that next week. <laughs> my fairy loot box should be in by then. So, oh yeah, my bookish box is on its way. So hopefully, I'll have it. I'll have it soon. But oh yeah, also we have a collab episode that's coming out with Lower Your Volume. So if you want to listen to our fun conversation our fun conversation that we had with them. I believe it's coming out this Thursday on the 30th. So, um, I believe it's this Thursday. Um, and yeah, so go on over to lower your volume and listen to our conversation with them. We had so much fun talking to them. They're so wonderful. We love you, Madison and Nicole. It was so much fun. So thank you for having us on, um, stay tuned. We'll, we'll probably do another crossover episode over here on the bookish banter. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any books or anything you'd like us to cover, let us know. We are kind of um, leaning back a little bit on the schedule going into the next few months, just because it is the holiday season. Um, we will have episodes coming out next month. Though we'll have four episodes coming out. And then November, December, it's going to be probably an episode every other week. Maybe, maybe a bonus episode here and there, depending on what's going on. But um want you guys to have fun, hang out with your families. We also want to hang out with our families and spend time with the fam. Um, but if there's anything you guys really want us to cover, especially going into the new year, if there's anything that you're like, this is a new release I really want you to cover, or this is a series that's really great. Um, please let us know. We are always, 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 always up for suggestions. Um, we appreciate all the love and everything. So, um, yeah, I think that, well, I think that's all. Leave a five-star yeah. review. Share with your friends. We are so close to 5,000 downloads. I know this is like 
subtle plug, but we're super close to 5,000 downloads and Kirsten and I have some bookish goodies we want to give away that we've been collecting from snacking pages and the bookish box and um, we'll probably do just like a couple of books. In itself. Um, so we want to, and they'll be like handpicked from us, but um, we want to do a giveaway when we get to 5,000. So tell your friends, download, listen to all the episodes, even if you haven't, if you haven't listened to all of them, listen to all the episodes. So once we hit 5,000, we're super close. Um, help us get there. We're going to do a giveaway sooner rather than later. So we're really excited about that. If you guys aren't following, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Bander Podcast. I am still in Instagram jail and I'm at the Literature Llama 2.0. And Kirsten is still at Kirsten Keeps Reading. So if you guys want to follow us along on there, I did a couple unboxings from all the garbage that I got from New York and I emphasize garbage, uh, but it's really cute. And I like all of it. And I got a ton of books. Kirsten had a big book outlet haul that she did recently. So if you guys want to, this episode does not contain any spoilers outside of lore by Alexandria Bracken, but does have some references to game of Thrones. See all the lovely things we got and we'll chat more about I think we have some boxes coming in the next yeah some things you'll, you'll hear about all way. that on the next episode so tune yeah. in there but um yeah that's all we have and thank you all for for plugging in this week and listening uh we love you all we appreciate it all um have a wonderful safe week it is spooky season i'm so excited <laughs> um so yeah we're excited. i changed the wreath on my front door it's spooky season yo I love it. We we thrive on spooky season yeah. um, here at the Bookish Banter. So it's uh, fictional girl fall, y'all. I'm done. Love <laughs> it. Here for it, one thousand percent. So um, yeah, have a safe week. We love you all. Enjoy spooky season. I hope the leaves are changing and the and the the weather is getting cooler for you, so you can enjoy your PSLs and coffee and hot tea and um, other yummy yummy snacks um, around the holiday season. So love you all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.